possibility. Could he have possibly been one crazy hand job away from losing his strength? I'm open to that interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it speaks to me in my spiritual journey. <laughs> and yeah, I do too. like the idea of like his strength being contained in his hair. So like yeah. somebody follows behind him like picking pubes off the urinal mints and like <laughs> selling them as steroids to other boys at the time. <laughs> like the, the like raging that rhino boner hilarious. pills at the gas station and it's just Samson's pubes. <laughs> and then there's there's like there's one Philistine that's that may that has to tell the rest of the philistines like guys um i i have only been eating liver but i i have to admit i was eating <laughs> samson's pubes that's <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Growing Up Christian. I'm Casey and just me tonight. Not doing a big intro because uh, our guest this week is Mike Valdez. Comedian, friend of the show, all around fun dude. Um, (laughs) Expert on uh, 90s pop culture. Yeah, Mike's a great dude. And uh, if you've been listening to the show for a little bit, I mean, I think like mid last year we had Mike on for the first time and just laughed and laughed and laughed and that it was a it was a fantastic show and uh yeah so if you didn't listen to that one you might find yourself wanting to go listen to it after this but um mike joins us tonight to talk about the story of samson so over the past couple of months here i've come with a bunch of bible stories and kind of walked us through that sam's bringing the story of samson this week to mike and i and it's way weirder than I remembered it being. There's a lot of strange details, and uh, it's a ton of fun. So, like I said, Mike's a comedian, very funny comedian, and you should definitely check out his comedy. You can find Mike on Instagram, at Mike Valdez. You can find him on TikTok, at Mike Val- uh, I think it's official Mike Valdez. And you should also check out his band, Mike Valdez and the Noise. So great music, and he's got some merch for sale. I just picked up one of his t-shirts with the little like uh, '90s. Well, man, I can't think of the word for it. The it looks like red binoculars, and you pull the lever down, and there's you know a still shot from a Disney movie. I can't believe those ever sold, but uh, everybody had one at one point, or maybe you played with one in the church nursery. You know, when you were kind of too old to be in there, you probably should just go sit through church, but you know, your parents get sick of sitting next to you while you kick your legs in circles or play with the hymnal and, you know, so yeah. So check out Mike's merch and, uh, order some of that. Um, before we jump into the episode, a couple of things, um, Sam and I are going to be guesting on an episode of boys Bible study this week, which I know a bunch of you guys listen to that show because, you know, before we had them on the show, a, a ton of you guys suggested it. Very funny dudes. They they do a lot of uh, kind of reviews and discussions of like Christian media and movies and things like that. Um, we're going on there because they're doing a series on the Left Behind movies. And so 
we're going to specifically talk about Left Behind number two, Tribulation Force. Um, you know, in the spirit of, you know, preparation and being a good podcast guest, I've watched it twice in the past week. And my God, is it? Oh, it's it's so bad. It's, it's just so stupid. I read the books when I was a kid and uh, I remember really liking them. But at the time I was I was a kid and a moron. So <laughs> the movies are so awful. Uh, so April and I watched the first installment that's I think it's just called Left Behind. But uh, the second one, Tribulation Force. The the first movie, there's at least some novelty to it because it's got like the rapture scenes and all of that kind of stuff into it in it, you know, which I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, at least. Number two sucks so bad. It's just like nothing happens. It's the dumbest plot points. There's a lot of little things in there that you can tell. They like they they, they were like, OK, we've got this giant book to work with. These are the scenes that we want to showcase, you know, for character development or what I should just stop. It's it's a terrible movie and it's going to be a ton of fun to uh, to talk about it and rip it to shreds. So that's supposed to come out um, Sunday, January 22nd. So that's a that's a fast turnaround. Props to those guys for being able to do that. But uh, yeah, you'll so you can find Boys Bible Study on, you know, any podcast app and you know, all the social media apps and stuff too. Uh, as always, if you're enjoying the show, we would appreciate it. If you'd leave us a review, wherever you listen to it, we got a pretty decent amount now on, on, uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify. And, uh, yeah, thanks to all of you who have done that and share it with a friend. If you got a friend that uh, you know, comes from the same roots <laughs> that won't be, offended or you know is going to stop texting you back after you send it to them yeah share the show with them one of the the uh one of your favorite episodes and uh you know on a on a personal note um i know some of you guys follow me on instagram and saw that uh i april and i lost our german shepherd django this week and just wanted to say thanks to uh you know those of you that that reached out to uh offer condolences and it was a tough couple of days so uh i really appreciate that uh a lot thank you very much and um yeah sad to see him go but he was an old guy and he lived a, a good life so we were we were lucky to have him anyways uh Hope you enjoyed this episode with Mike Valdez. Again, check out his uh, social media, look at his merch, and enjoy the conversation. Hey, everybody. We are back with our guest, Mike Valdez. Hello. What's up? What? Oh, we're just so excited to have you back, Mike. Dude, I'm so excited to be back. Are you kidding? This is great. You I think are... like, you're, you're the first episode that you did with us still might be our longest episode. Is it? You're welcome. <laughs> we went for a bit. Yeah. It was fun. Who yeah. knows? We might be getting into that again here. Cause we have a lot of ground to cover tonight. Oh boys. yeah, we sure do. Um, yeah. And also there's a, from a hand, there's a handful of messages that were like, fuck yeah, that was a great episode. That's nice. Definitely want to see Mike back on the show. So that's really sweet. We can uh, please a couple of our fans. Yeah. But um, yeah, so look, Casey and I 
uh, have been rolling through some Bible stories, mm-hmm. and I know that you also love Bible stories. So we yeah. figured we would rope you in for uh, some of this journey. It's and great. this has been kind of fun, uh, kind of revisiting some of these stories that you haven't read since you were uh, maybe a wee lad, mm-hmm. uh, depending on when you thought you knew these stories well enough to never have to read them again. Uh, <laughs> but as we've been finding out, a lot of little things pop up as we go through them. So do you remember ever lying about devotionals? Uh, only all the uh, time. Did you guys uh, ever call it <laughs> tag time? Tag what? time? What? Tag time. Time alone with God. Just omit the W. Get but your hand out of my dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that is... That's a new one. I've heard that one. They didn't like the way tog time sounded. <laughs> like, go tog in the corner. Yeah, like, go tog think, yourself no. in the corner. Let's That's stop so togging each other and uh, start tagging each other. Uh, <laughs> I started out on that, like, read the Bible throughout, the, like, read the whole Bible over the course of a year. Oh, yeah. I started out on that, like, 16 times. I never made it out of Genesis. Yeah. every That's every Christian's New Year's resolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go through the entire Bible in a year, and then you get, if you're lucky, you get to numbers, and then you're like, yeah. I'm done. Dude, I dieted longer than I read the Bible. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people just look at the chart and they realize how many chapters a day that is. I'm like, oh, no, fuck that. It's true. Yeah, and to put all the hard ones up front, too, because like you got to try to no one just said like, oh, when you start into one of these like genealogy chapters, just skip it. Yeah, like everybody kind of made it out to be like, ah, no, you need to read. And no one cares. Like no one enjoyed that. No one gleaned anything useful from it. Occasionally, like a weird youth pastor flex was to try to preach a sermon based on one of those books. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that was a flex. Yeah. (laughs) It's like uh, improv. Like if you're just like, give me a few words and I'll, uh, I'll rap about it. It's like that's the youth pastor version of of uh freestyle rapping is like doing one on the genealogies That's yeah great. like mark uh what's his face mark 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 uh oh, the the comedian he does that oh mark oh norman, norman? mark norman yeah. i thought you were talking he's... about a preacher <laughs> <laughs> he's my mark I'm, norman is my preacher i'm i'm so in touch with the holy spirit just say a word and i'll preach on it <laughs> yes well, did you have you guys ever see that i think it was oprah the preacher kid on uh, yeah, the kid that's like and, super mad. I would love to see an so impro- <laughs> I would love to see an improvised pastor because I'd love to go to that church and shout dildo like every yes. like every improv <laughs> show I've ever yeah. done. Where like yeah, the only right. <laughs> time it would actually be funny is if you did it at a church where the pastor improvised on the word. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the case. If anytime it's like. I, it's an improv and people get to yell out words. It's generally probably, I'm going to guess it's usually drunk men yeah. who say pussy mm-hmm. or dildo or it's like, it's yeah. always just something like, Oh my God, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. We've no, never moved on from eighth grade. Yeah. No, no woman has ever shouted out dildo and nine 11 at the same time. 
So <laughs> dildos crashing into the twin towers on nine yeah. eleven. Is that what, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I can feel always... like uh, I've I've followed a couple I, doing research for this show. I've found a few like very fun people online that uh, that I follow now. Mm-hmm. There's one guy that I found on YouTube when I was looking for videos of the oh god, what's the guy's name? The something is about to bust guy. <laughs> oh, um, God, something is about to bust. Mc, um, uh, it's the beginning with an M. It doesn't matter, but. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy that came Hank up. His, that was a good poll, dude. <laughs> Is that the guy There's they play at your mom's like, house? Oh, man, I would love it. I wonder if they, if they got a hold him. of that clip. Dude, you should honestly, you guys should interview that guy. His whole thing is like every every symbol that's ever existed ever has something to, is something about the end times and is something that is also sexual. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he's like if you see this obama flag it actually looks like the american flag but it's done with red strokes which if you look at it closer they actually look very phallic and it's like i wasn't thinking about that at all until yeah. you said that you know like i was just thinking it was an american flag that said obama you know <laughs> Dude, they love finding phalluses in it. Like, the world is a word search, and they're always looking for phalluses. Oh, my gosh. The amount of times <laughs> that you can find 666 on a Disney symbol, like, it's ridiculous. So oh, they, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, like, the, the D is a 6, but only if you put it towards the mirror. And then if you do a somersault, the I is actually a 6. And then there's another 6 in between the E. So it's like, okay, so... You're, it's like, wouldn't it be more obvious? <laughs> like, if that's yeah, like this one only looks like a six on your vinegar strokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like, there's this guy that I found like looking at clips of Hank Kuneman though that I don't think he's at the same church, but like the same YouTube channels that post a lot of cool Hank Kuneman videos because they love him. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they wow. post this other guy, and he's got long hair. He's he's like a great looking man. Like he would have been on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman or something like that when we were kids. Okay. And uh he's always got like a jacket on and he plays the electric guitar and like <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Dude, he just like it's one of those things where they just kind of like play continually and he improvs like prophesies and as then he's Jesus playing. said, <laughs> he does he'll like speak a prophecy and then he'll like go into a guitar solo he's like if like marty mcfly was a teacher or like was a preacher right he just like (laughs) yeah does a guitar solo (laughs) when the spirit leaves him you see his hand disappearing like (laughs) he's like apocalyptic goateed marty mcfly (laughs) i love it have you seen that guy that's like he used to be like a Satanist or something. And like his whole thing is like, he like shows the church how bad Pokemon cards are. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Been, wait, we're talking to the dude with the curly like mullet, right? Yeah. The guy, the guy that looks like he used to be a Satanist and like, he literally like it, like if you were to give me three guesses as to what his past was, and you just showed me a picture, the first thing I would guess is he used to be a Satanist and now he's a preacher. <laughs> That is that could be a look. That definitely can be a look. 
Is this a, now? Is this guy somebody recent, or is he like? Is it like old footage of it's him? It's old footage, but it's but it's like circulating because it's nuts. Is it Mike Warnke? No, but Mike Warnke does look like him. Mike Warnke though is uh, is a comedian, <laughs> as you know. I mean, yeah. and a funny comedian. I mean, gosh, who knows? It's like, just it's like, like his whole joke is like, I look weird. He says it over and over again. He's like, I'm a little weird. Yeah. And the audience just chuckles. And he's like, yeah. you know, they're sacrificing kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's his catchphrase. Yeah. sacrificing kids. <laughs> he just throws that in constantly. Ends every, every, every uh, act. He ends with that. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, they're sacrificing kids. <laughs> and people cheer. <laughs> You know, they're sacrificing kids. There was like, what? People, there's people with merch. Like, they're sacrificing kids. Yeah. Dude, they always we need that. To... That's our next shirt, Casey. They're sacrificing. You know, they're sacrificing kids. Everybody will love wearing that in public. Yeah. You know, dude, you know what we. <laughs> you know First of all, I would love to wear that in public. <laughs> That's very funny. Okay, so what I was gonna say is what you, we should do is we should do uh, like what your mom's house does with Garth Brooks, but we should do it with Mike Warnke, and we're like, you know, the families need resolution. Like, where are these kids? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> where are the kids, Mike? Yeah, like just <laughs> just <laughs> tweeting at them. How many kids are you sacrificing? <laughs> like, just like all that. Stuff. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Is he still active? I have no clue. I, I know, hope so. I know that it was a really big deal when he was. Because here's the thing: he was he was a comedian, and he was like the like the top comedian at a time, and then he had like us like an extreme downfall because they found out that a lot of his stories weren't real, which I think is hilarious because that's the most Christian thing about it. Because, yeah. <laughs> because here's he the urgent that because here's the thing, guys, I don't mean to pull back the curtain too much, but I am a comedian and I'll, and I'll let you know, not everything that we say is necessarily true. So right. I wouldn't... you only have to sound that out for the Christian audience too. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, he was lying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, isn't all comedy kind of just an embellishment of something that happened? Like, in I feel a way, like so many comics talk about that too. They're like, they'll tell these stories, and people are like, did, did that really happen? And she's like, no, not really, yeah. not exactly, not to me. <laughs> Maybe someone else, and then you personalize it. Like, right? You, I, there, there's still, there's still a ton of people though. They really do just think every story a comedian tells, like that's crazy. They have all those funny stories, like yeah. so much funny stuff happens to them. It's like no, as much stuff happens to them as regular people. Probably they just know how to be like, yeah, that gave me an idea, and that's what the story's gonna be. Yeah, you have any idea how boring life actually is? Like, <laughs> like which, which, and this goes to show you, most people, even comedians have one story that everyone wants to hear forever which like yeah like like your machine bit that (laughs) happened to burt kreischer and it'll uh, something that cool will never happen to him ever again you know what i mean right like (laughs) like that's just what it is like we all have one machine story in us you know in life right you know 
but he's also a very good storyteller. So like, you know, most people aren't good storytellers, you know? Yeah. But he's one of those people. It's just like, I, I, if any comedian believes the way they retell the story, it's Burt Kreischer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he believes huge liar and yeah. it's fine. And he doesn't know. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, hey. just so you guys know, Mike Warnke is still around. I found his Twitter. Oh, you want perfect. to hear his bio? <laughs> yeah. We need to, we need to tweet him immediately about the kids that are being sacrificed. <laughs> We're the kids, Mike. His bio says minister of the gospel, student of history. I'm sure. Yeah, which whose version? Guess what, Mike? Time? We all are students of history. <laughs> all history, all of it. Yeah, not just like a certain point. Yeah, it's. It, I'm sure he has a lot history. of points to make using Nazi Germany. <laughs> Papa to many, Pappy to few. Oh, ew. Bosco right. to honey. What does that mean? He thinks all of the people in his church are his children. He's one. He's like a cult leader. That's really weird. <laughs> What does Bosco to Honey mean? I, maybe is that's that like, like his of... like pet name for his wife. Is that a brand? Like it's he's a like, brand oh, of... I'm, I'm her Bosco. She's my honey. What is Bosco? I have no Other idea. Other than George Costanza's thought... password. Only thing I can think of is a character that Johnny Depp played in the 80s. <laughs> Dante and Bosco. Uh, love all. Serve one. And then it says all no, around all. fun dude. Jesus says to serve all, doesn't he? Somewhere. I think he said that. So, you should come on. Him. Hmm. He's got a. Oh boy, he's a. He posts fun memes. <laughs> this one it says his. Uh, this one says it's guy. his quote. <laughs> True Me warriors Lord. are those that run toward the sound of battle, not because they are unafraid, but because they are determined. Mike Warnke. <laughs> That's his own. Okay, I like that because it just shows you how reckless you should be for the gospel. Yeah. You know. Dude, you want to yeah. you want to know something weird? This is kind of out of left field, but this is something I was thinking about today. I was listening to a bunch of different music, and <laughs> and I noticed something. Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to Nickelback lately. But... <laughs> I actually just like I didn't listen to Nickelback, but I did listen to a video of how uh, sexually assaulty some of their lyrics are. Some or all. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just like, wow. Just like, I mean, anyway, we could, I'll move on from that part, but (laughs) because there's so much we can get into. But I was noticing that they are so heavy now. It's like stupid. Really? Yeah. And what's super weird is that Bring Me the Horizon, one of the heaviest bands ever, has become Linkin Park now. You know, where like, and I was like, what, what world are we living in that like Bring Me the Horizon is like this radio friendly pop band and Nickelback is doing kill switch like songs? Like, you know, they have a song with a kill switch in it with a ah, 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 ah. like it's like Norma Jean. Like, what do you do? You're Nickelback. What's happening? Like, that, the video that I watched was from, uh, it was a Finn McKinty. A video and he was just like i love people guy. were talking people were talking about the new nickelback being heavy so he checked it out and then he but he, leading up to it he went through a bunch there in the lyrics still uh still bad oh yeah uh i thought no, of no the perfect i thought of the perfect way to describe nickelback and why their fan base is so big because nickelback is 
<laughs> is the rock band that country music listeners listen to when yeah, they want to listen is. to something heavy. <laughs> That's exactly it. There's so many people who love country music. Yeah. So it's like a whole nother world. I mean, that there's if a whole genre of music has its own award show, it's big. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like so so That's yeah. True. Yeah, it's like it's like redneck lifestyle reinforcement music. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Because, like, even their ballads, like, majority of their music videos for their ballads are, like, firemen coming home and, like, <laughs> like, I love you, I love you all along. And it's like, and which, by the way, why am I crying watching this video? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, like uh, gets me. universal language. Yeah. You know, what's weird is like, it's like kind of a hipster thing to like shit on Nickelback. But like at the same time, like I can't sit here and tell you that all of their songs are bad because some of them actually are good. You know, I they're catchy. Yeah. I've only, I think I've only heard what's ever been on the radio. Yeah. Uh, Usually so that's the best have... stuff. That's the best stuff. I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, the biggest issue, especially for me, is that the lyrics are so subpar. Like, I mean, I mean, the the definition of the word mid, you know, I like, like that. I think the coolest part about them is that they just haven't evolved as art. He hasn't evolved as an artist in 25 years. Everything just sounds like the Spider-Man soundtrack still. <laughs> It's like how did, how did you work all through the like the last 30 years, but still you're somehow like nostalgia based yeah now. like you're a time capsule it you're is a human time capsule it is yeah. kind of insane when you think about it yeah that is it's like the the lauren bobert of music it's <laughs> like you're locked into this it's never changing and it'll just become irrelevant one day we're we'll all see. just waiting for you to die <laughs> we'll see i mean it's it's weird how like that can happen to certain bands because like with that band they are the definition of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, because yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Cause like even their heavy riffs are like still very similar, you know, like it's like, yeah, this is, this is more gain and there's some kill switches in this. But at the end of the day, like the melody of this song is still like the same melody that you've been using the whole time. It's just a little bit slower. You have a breakdown in the middle of it. Like it's all, it's all the same. Yeah. Which like, and then there's some bands that try to do that because that's the only way they'll stay relevant. Like, for example, I love this band, so no shade on them. Mumford and Sons. You know, Mumford and Sons, when they came out, it was huge. Like, that right. first album was like, holy shit, this band is amazing. It's like if the Pirates from Pirates of the Caribbean had a band. Like, it's great. Right? <laughs> and, and then the second album comes out, and it's very like, wow, this is just part two of the same album. And then it starts getting kind of repetitive and boring, you know, and then they then they made a complete change where they just became a rock band and they were and it was super good. But their fans were like, why aren't you doing the, you know, the thing, the banjo thing anymore? And it's like we tried to and you didn't like that either. So, like, it is weird because Nickelback has only written five songs a hundred times, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> so and like their producer has written. 95 of those <laughs> um that's extremely generous but <laughs> <laughs> well so they had five maybe they had five in them and then they just you know yeah i'll give them five maybe i 
I feel like Finn McKenty, like one of the things that I remember of him saying from all the videos I watched is just like how underappreciated it is that somebody can write like a catchy song. Oh yeah. So yeah, which I think yeah. is which okay. Here's here's my problem with Finn McKenty. One hand, he'll say that defending like some band that, you know, is kind of universally scorned or whatever. And then he just like hates Taylor Swift. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't understand where you're at here, but uh, I I, yeah, I, I kind know. of understand it in a way. But to be fair, like I I love Taylor Swift, but I think the reason why I love her is because I love the songwriters that she works with. Like, I love Jack Antonoff. I love Max Martin. I love Bonnie Ver, you know, all those people. And she's co writing with them. Like, I mean, I know that I know that she's still writing the music, but also it's like it's a co write and they're producing and things like that. So it's very, I don't know. And also, this is kind of harping back on that point that Finn was making. I was watching the Grammys one year, it was the year that, uh, 24 karat magic got song of the year. And I was baffled at the amount of people that were on that stage that claimed that they wrote that song. I was like, there's 50 people on this stage. This song is three minutes long. My God. Like, how is that possible? Like, did it take four of you to write a baseline? Like what happened? Who's like the, who sings that? Uh, Bruno Mars. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. The the that's crazy. That uh, that song that's like um, twenty four karat magic in the air. Like, I mean, it's very, it's very good. It's like uh, it's like a modern day like you know Michael Jackson or Prince type thing. You know, some would say that's the weekend as well, but you know, it's it's so weird when you see, especially pop music, when you see like the song of the year categories where it's just songwriters winning it's like <laughs> you're like how many people did it possibly take to write firework by katie perry like that song is stupid like, <laughs> and like, Do you, like don't you ever feel like a plastic bag yeah though? like I mean, it took 14 people to write that lyric did you realize that like, <laughs> I, like it's like it's like crowdsourced yeah it's weird it, you know i um What's it called? Uh, I had a friend who worked. I don't know if I could tell this story, but I'll tell it. I don't care. (laughs) But I had a friend who worked with Sony. He was a songwriter for Sony. And they would do these camps where it was literally 20 people like in a cabin. And there would be five people that their whole job was just to write a hook. And that was it. Like no verses, nothing like just like write me a hook, you know. Cause I was, cause I was telling him, you know, I was, you know, talking to him about producing my next thing. And, and he was, and I was telling him how my issue with writing is that I'm very good at writing hooks, but it's tough for me to go backwards and write a verse and all that stuff. And he goes, Oh dude, what your problem is like the biggest, like, it's like the best thing in the songwriting business because it's the opposite in the songwriting business where there's not many people who can come up with original hooks. You know, it's mostly people that can write verses and that can produce, you know, and that can make like sick bass lines that are different or like whatever. So, and then he told me this story about like, yeah, like there's literally like they'll put 30 people in these pods or whatever. And, and it'll be for like a pop song, like a, like a, and they'll just be like, oh, this is like, you know, 
a Rihanna type song. So like if Rihanna wants this, then Rihanna can have it. You know, like it's like the literally, writer's room for Saturday Night Live. It's literally that where they they go, OK, Saturday, we're working on a Rihanna type song. Um, and then and which, by the way, it doesn't necessarily mean that Rihanna's going to like it. Like they'll pitch it to Rihanna. And if she doesn't like it, but the record label does, they have like 13 other people that are in the R&B category and they might like it. Right. So, you know, you're still selling the song at the end of the day. It's such a wild universe. It's a weird, idea weird universe, like, man. You know, and like, like sitting in that room and just like throwing out ideas like I want everybody's heard. Yeah. About the bird. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of. I, w- I would hope to God that there wasn't a pod for that song, like with 30 people. Like, how about bird, 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 bird is the word. Like, like Johnson, you're going, you're going home early. That was such a great idea. Like, <laughs> it makes me think of like a room full of like conversations, like that vanilla ice quote where it's just like, talking about how he didn't steal that line he's like no it's like dun 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 yeah. but that what if it was dun 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 yeah no he, like, I literally, well maybe make it more like dun 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 it's like 40 people just going back and forth with I, like so, how you're gonna make that sound you're like god damn get me out of this there's a clip there's a clip of him <laughs> he's in court trying to fight he's trying to fight i I swear to god this is a clip he's in court and he says to the judge no queen's song goes dun 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 mine goes ding 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 (laughs) you just changed the word it's the same note (laughs) you have to admire the balls you know (laughs) like are you joking this is he's like to a musical savant like myself yeah i can hear the difference you can't hear the difference like like, all right i understand why to a layman that might sound similar to us in the industry totally different (laughs) i want to put things under a microscope here judge but it's still his biggest song like he lost a bunch of money from it because queen sued the crap out of him but like but still like that song is still played you know yeah which is so crazy like it's it's that one and then the ninja turtle one yeah ninja Rap. that's his whole career yeah which is kind of sad you know and like he and then could, like, showing up in new adam sandler movies yeah he's like in adam sandler movies and he does like weird vh1 reality shows like uh yeah. <laughs> celebrity fit club or something you know <laughs> That's uh, the saddest thing is thinking about like washed up stars and musicians going in 15 years after their last notable achievement uh, in pop culture and pitching like terrible reality shows where they're like, look, man, all right, we got this great idea. I own a pizza parlor, <laughs> but it's it's a bottomless pizza. But you've seen a topless pizza. This is a bottomless pizza parlor. So I'm making the dough with my balls out. First of all, and my mom's there and we don't get along. That is that is <laughs> hilarious. First of all, because you took a turn that I did not expect, which I thought when you said bottomless pizza, it was like, oh, you just like, got pizza. All, all you can eat pizza. Not, feces. not the opposite of Hooters, bottomless pizza. Think CC's, but with taint. <laughs> you ever you ever been to a, 
Let me ask you this. Have you ever been to a Pizza Hut and asked yourself, hey, why isn't everybody's cock and balls out? Yeah. (laughs) You know how people talk about putting on stretchy pants? Problem solved. (laughs) (laughs) It's a largely male client base. Oh my God, dude. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's oh VH1. God. That's at least that's what it was in the early 2000s. I don't watch it anymore, but now it's like something <laughs> hip hop or something, right? I don't even know. I have no clue what Me they do. Me neither. Now. I haven't watched it in a long time. Maybe RuPaul's Drag Race. If the, if it if that's on VH1, then they're doing fine. But yeah. I th- is that Bravo? If the, if it's Bravo, then forget it <laughs> because it would make sense that it's Bravo. But yeah, I I it's one of. It's, <laughs> One of my coworkers yeah. was explaining to me like that we were talking about subscriptions and I was like, ah, do you have Hulu? And he's like, no, nah, man, I can't pay for anything else. And I'm like, well, what are you paying for now? And he's like, well, I got the HBO one and then I got Netflix and then I then I have cable through uh, Comcast. And I'm like, why? why? Yeah. <laughs> he's why like, you have cable? well, I got like a deal on it and the internet and stuff like that. It's all tied together. And I like to watch this one. Like those, those are the people that are always like, I like to watch this sport. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, there's no other way to watch it. I said, well, how much do they charge you for it? And he's like, uh, with my cable and my internet, uh, it was like almost 400 bucks a month. That's what? Ridiculous. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Honestly, I, and I've been thinking about this idea forever. Um, you're welcome to take it. If you can do it, just give me some sort of credit. Give me like 10% or 20%. I a think wink and that, a nod to Mike Valdez. I think that that sports teams should have their own subscription service where you're like, oh, I like the Jets and you pay a hundred bucks a year or however much a year and you get all the Jets games. And you can watch That's them on genius. your you can watch them on your phone. You can watch them on your tablet. You can watch them on TV. Whatever you want. But uh, unless you're like one of those weirdos that likes watching like every you know every single team, but like majority of people are like, yeah, like I like the I like the Red Sox. You know, I like the Jets, and you know whatever. Like I like the 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 yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, like those are my three teams and my three different sports that I like get the subscription for each team not to mention you're also supporting the team that you like you know so i don't know maybe it wouldn't work because then some teams wouldn't get that much money like the dolphins yeah. wouldn't be a team anymore you know <laughs> it <seems to> be <laughs> an angle well make it we'll make it truly capitalist then i think the only thing holding cable packages together are that weird employee uh and people over 70 yeah in sports fans i think that's it honestly i think the only reason for for cable at all is for sports and for competition tv shows so like if you're watching singing shows or like cooking shows or anything like that that makes sense to have tv but really you don't really need like cable for anything no yeah i I paid twenty eight hundred dollars a year to watch the masked dancer (laughs) (laughs) not even the masked singer (laughs) <laughs> which is yeah. which is, which is better an of the show. Ken John things, I think. But <laughs> oh my god! Well, you guys ready to get in? Dig into the the word of God? I'm so ready. Absolutely. All right. So we are looking at 
the story of Samson tonight. I've talked a good bit about how much I like the story of Samson on this podcast, mm-hmm. and we're finally going to dive into the deets, the dirty deets. How much of this story do you guys think you remember off the top of your head? I would say at the very least 50%. Okay. I remember most of it. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, I I know he was like, he was like, uh, like BC The Rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) It was like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Like. But The Rock is real. Like, let me give a yeah. let me give a plot summary like and then you tell Hercules. me if I'm off. Yeah. It's like a Hercules kind of story. Yeah, yeah. And then okay, I know so if- I know about that that uh that chick that apparently was so hot that he like had to have her and then she was like, "But I want to give you a haircut." And he's like, "No, that's where my muscles are." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if those are the exact words in the Bible. We'll no, that is it, that's but- the exact quote. You got it. <laughs> I'm glad you still remember that. <laughs> I like it because it's seasonal. Like, I don't remember all the details, but, you know, at some point in the story, don't they, like, glue him into a Santa suit and drop him off in the <laughs> desert? <laughs> He's got to get home in time to get his dad's Porsche. I'm pre- I think you're thinking of I'll be home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well... This story's different. This is the one where he finds Santa on the roof and he says, hey, and he falls off and then he becomes Santa. It's more like that movie where Michael Keaton becomes a snowman after he dies. Yeah, a snowman who strangely looks like George Clooney. (laughs) Sounds like Michael Keaton and is a better dad than... By the way, fun fact, uh, not to completely deviate us again, um, the reason why the snowman and Jack Frost looks like jo- George Clooney and not like Michael Keaton is because George Clooney was supposed to be Jack Frost, but he dropped he dropped it so he could do uh, Batman and Robin. No way. Yep. He dropped you get being to be a, a part of cinema history. Yeah. You know, you got to take that chance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, both really went down as legends yeah we just is, wanted that bat visa card what's kind of and what's we also, loved it. the nipples are what sold him yeah i think what the bat really, nipples what's really nuts is you would think like oh it's george clooney so like this is a huge deal and he's playing batman so he's top build he's actually third build in that movie did you know that he was the, yeah I, he's like the third most well-paid actor on that set the most the highest wow. paid actor on that set was arnold schwarzenegger so oh, he was, had a, it wasn't he didn't have nearly as much screen time. I don't I feel like Mr. Freeze didn't have a ton of screen time in that movie. No, he had all the best puns. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Which by the Tonight's way forecast a freeze. <laughs> oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger could have played Samson. By the sure. way, Arnold Arnold was their third choice. Their first choice for Mr. Freeze, please guess. <laughs> uh Vanilla Ice. <laughs> no. Mr. Freeze. God, who would it be? It was Hulk Hogan. Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) Their number one choice was Hulk Hogan, dude. That would have been awful. (laughs) I want to, you know what I want to see? I want to see that movie with all the original cast choices before (laughs) they like people dropped off. That would, because I heard, uh, was Clooney not one of the, he was he not first in line to play no, that? No, not one? at all. Not at all. Yeah. It was supposed there... to be um I don't remember who it was supposed to be, but um but it wasn't Clooney. He was probably like second or third. 
you know what's funny is I think Affleck was supposed to do it. Maybe I'm really? wrong, but a young a young Affleck was supposed to do it. Maybe like Geely era. Yeah, Geely era. Um, Affleck. Yeah, I don't I don't Man. remember a hundred percent. I just remember I was listening to some movie podcast where they were talking about this, and I was like, in what world? <laughs> Is Hulk Hogan your first choice for Mr. Freeze? Like, <laughs> what in the world? Like, in that, when you look at it like that, you're like, thank God Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. Because, like, you know, you're because you watch that movie and you're like, wow, what a terrible Mr. Freeze. And you're like, actually, you should, <laughs> you'd be surprised. It could have been worse. <laughs> Boy, we got to pull it here. <laughs> Every single one of the casting options would have been worse if they went with the first option, which shows you who was fucking behind the production on that film. Like, who was calling the casting call shots? I hope that they think of how much time he would have spent in special effects trying to cover up his hot dog skin. (laughs) (laughs) The only, the also the only one that I know that was not the first choice. Uh, other in Batman movies was uh, was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was not the first choice for the Riddler. It was actually Robin Williams. Um, oh, which hmm. that I could definitely see. But I do think that what they did with uh, Jim Carrey or what Jim Carrey did for that movie, he kind of like he kind of put glitter on a turd, if that makes any sense. Like he's the best yeah. part of that movie and that movie sucks, yeah. you know, like it sucks. It's not even hokey enough to be fun. Yeah. You're like, thank God Jim Carrey's in this. And he's like actually funny in this because like this movie is terrible. Otherwise, <laughs> dude, I, I heard that uh, Sean Connery was approached to play Gandalf. Oh yeah! Whoa, Sean that Connery. Sean Connery, I think was was number two to play Mister Freeze. It was either it was either Sean Connery or it was um, Anthony Hopkins. That's who it was, Anthony Hopkins. Which what? What oh, a I weird don't want choice that for Anthony. What a weird yeah. choice. <laughs> God. Anyway, let's like, go back to Samson. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Samson. The Hulk so, Hogan the of this time. This is uh, it. Basically, is only. It's only four chapters. It's in the, in the book of Judges. Uh, all the judges are basically just like Israel doesn't have a king. They're basically in shambles. They keep being occupied by other nations. And it's all like every time they introduce a new judge, uh, they're like, it starts off with uh, once again, the Israelites were, you know, offending God and being awful in his sight. So mm-hmm. uh, they get punished and then a judge comes up to try to you know help out uh, i guess <laughs> it, it's very arbitrary how, who these judges are in some form or fashion but uh, samson has kind of the most mythic story around him uh and they pull in a lot of like a lot the parallels and motifs that you see throughout uh, really throughout the bible and even other ancient like literature when it comes to like uh, like uh his mom was barren and could never have children. But then an angel of the Lord came to her and was like, you're going to have a child. And everyone's like, holy shit. No yeah. way. This has never happened before. Yeah. Um, He's going to so, be so strong. He's going to punch his way out of your pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this ultimate punch right out I'm onto just, the floor. I'm just reading. The, I'm reading the, uh, the, <laughs> the new English translation. That's what I said. It, it says, and Gabriel said, he will punch his way out of your pussy. That's what it says. Yeah. 
Some babies so, come out head first. Some come out feet first. He came out fist first. Yeah, Superman style. Just. Yeah, <laughs> like a uh, zombie movie. Yeah, so which is really Owen, beautiful because he he ends his life trying to get through the walls too. So like, <laughs> so like kind of just leaves the world the way that he came in, just punching through the walls. You know. <laughs> the church is the close uter- to you, if you will the uterine punch as a literary device <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it starts out with uh basically once again the israelites for like the 600th time did whatever they wanted told god to fuck off both in word and deed and <laughs> god decides that he's going to give him a cosmic spanking so all of his righteous fury is bestowed upon them. And the Philistines decide that they're going to go in and basically whoop all their asses. And they like occupy them for like, I think it was like 60 years, but I can't entirely remember the dates because I'm not a dates guy, you know? Uh, Isn't like the old test, like, like 78% of the old Testament is just the Israelites being like harder daddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, I really want to go back to this like gold mine that you just like went through. Like it wasn't the funniest thing you've said so far, which is God gave them a cosmic spanking. <laughs> that is such a funny phrase. What does that even mean? <laughs> a cosmic spanking. Like it's uh, like a, did you ever play Clay Fighter? Yes. It's like when you'd punch Six, somebody three, in Clay three. Fighter and the little chunks would fly out, but <laughs> imagine those but dead kids. Oh, no. <laughs> Orky, where are the kids? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we need to set the stage for a mythic hero to come. Uh, like I said, there's a barren woman. She was told by an angel that she will, in fact, have a son. The woman does not have a name in the story because why would she? Oh uh, recurring thing. <laughs> that's how the that's how these books work. That's true. So the only rule is that she it's it, I love this. It says the only rules uh she can't drink wine or any other intoxicant, which me, leads me to believe that she smokes a lot of weed. Let me ask you this. <laughs> this is a question I just realized here. Does the Bible pass the Bechtel's test? The Bechtel test. What's the Bechtel test? It's so the Bechtel test was created by by uh, a woman. I forget her first name, but her last name is Bechtel, and she basically has a theory that most movies where there is a woman on screen, it is usually because there is a man on screen, and if it's just a scene where it's two women, are they talking about a man? And if there is a scene where two women are not talking about a man, then it passes the Bechtel test because she's oh. trying because she's trying to prove that a lot of movies don't write well for women, which is actually kind of true when you really think about it. There's very few movies where women are talking about anything that isn't a guy because most stories are written by men, you know, like and it's very like, you know, like, for example, <clears throat> Once you learn about the Bechtel test, you start to realize how like poorly written Christopher Nolan movies are because women are literally only used as a plot device. Like it's only so the man is like, I have to do this because she is my heart and she's going to die or whatever. Like literally everything is about like, you know, it's all like to serve the man. So now I'm thinking about it. Would the Bible pass the Bechtel test? 
Absolutely no. not. <laughs> I don't think there's even a verse where women talk to each other about anything that isn't involving a man. Yeah, because even here, the only person here is a woman being told by an angel that she will have a son. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so- even, even then, like, you know, uh, well, I mean, because I'm trying to think of like other stories, like I'm sure Mary and like Mary Magdalene and like Mary, the other Mary, or, or weren't there like multiple Marys? Like, There's a few. Yeah, they were like talking to each other. But every time you you would read about them talking to each other, it was usually about Jesus. And Jesus, Ugh. Jesus was a man. Always about Jesus in this book. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like start a religion about him. Why don't you? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, oh, they never... excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, like they never, they're never like, you know, hey, Mary Magdalene, like, how's, how are the grapes this season? Like, it's never anything like that. Like, it's always like everything is about Jesus or everything is about another one of their kids who was also a man. You know, it's, it's weird. I, I don't know. Momentary sidetrack, though. Do you remember or recall any movies that passed the Vectal test? Um, I gotta be honest, uh, not off the top of my head. <laughs> be, the the point, the Inside po- Out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> the point the the point of that test is to kind of make you realize that, like, you know, women aren't really are are mostly used for devices in movies. Um, <clears throat> probably Lady Bird. Uh, that's that's probably one that passes the Bechdel <laughs> test. A great movie with flying colors. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about that, but it's true. Yeah. Even like like all of a sudden you got all these movies and shows with like a female protagonist mm-hmm. and like so much of what they write them doing, like the motivation is is based on like getting back at a man or yeah. proving to a man that they can do it and stuff. Yeah. Even even Captain Marvel is about a woman, right? The whole movie is about a woman, but why is she doing it? For a man. <laughs> Because like she's doing it because she wants to be an Avenger with Nick Fury or she wants to prove her dad right or she wants. I mean, it's all about men, like literally, even even though her whole thing is I'm a woman and I don't need men. And it's like, but your motivation kind of says you do, you know, so hmm. I have not seen that, but that stands. I mean, I guess that follows in the uh, footprints. I mean, the movie is other Marvel movies. It's not good. (laughs) No, it's not. I mean, I don't like it that much. Um, I'm a Wonder Woman too, man. Yeah. (laughs) When it comes to bad movies, I'm a Wonder Woman too kind of person. Um, I like when she lassos clouds. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Sorry. Anyway. All right. Anyway, go ahead. She can't smoke weed. She can't drink wine. And he says other intoxicants. So this bitch is doing shrooms or smoking a shitload of okay. weed. And he's like, you gotta stop. And he, you also can't cut his hair because, you know, I mean, someday millennial soccer moms will need a role model for how to raise their son, Declan. And it's, they very <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. So if she does all of God's will, they'll be delivered from the Philistines. And uh, also shout out to God for having an early understanding of uh, the dangers of fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, and, shout and out God. That might have an impact on <laughs> her son delivering a nation from the <laughs> iron fist of the Philistines. But uh, so this nameless woman tells her husband, who does have a name, his name's Manoa. Uh, not. <laughs> not it sounds like manure now not, that I'm thinking Not Manoa, but Manoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like. 
she tells him about it and he's like um i don't know if i buy that he I don't says think I shut up you. bitch you don't have a name that's what he said <laughs> exactly so he naturally it was, he was that the Andrew dice clay of his time he was like yeah. shut up bitch <laughs> you don't even have was, a name uh, it was super weird. Like there were 50 other Philistines shouting it with him. It was super weird. <laughs> she really lost the crowd with that one. Who's the recently deplatformed guy who says women are stupid? <laughs> I don't know, but he's wrong. Um, <laughs> um, oh my God. Casey, who is, you know him. He's like he a senator. No, no. That's he sounds like, about right. Like a bunch of incel boys loved him. And he was all oh, about oh, Andrew Tate. God. Andrew Tate. Yeah, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah. So he's gonna yeah, be a Andrew senator. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, absolutely. Is he a senator? Um, <laughs> so he assumes that she's lying. So he's like, or you know, just wrong. So he pleads with God to send the messenger back, and he does send the messenger to his wife again, and she immediately runs to get her husband. And was like, come quick, and that's something he usually does, but in yeah. a different context. And then he's time. like, I oh. already did. Oh, <laughs> he was a really weird. Andrew Dice Clay. I mean, that's what it says here on my version. By it, he... <laughs> I like this version of it. Yeah. Him. I read, I read the, uh, the message remix. <laughs> that's what I read. <laughs> yeah. So I like it because, uh, <laughs> the man gets the chance to talk to the angel this time. And yeah. so he... now we actually know that stuff is going to get done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so stupid, man. Exactly. I'm so, so we, sorry to any women that are listening to this podcast. I'm joking. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm hoping that people will all understand that uh all the sexist commentary here. Yeah. Is they, they can follow along. They're yeah. they're, they're yeah. fine. So Manoah says to the angel of the Lord, let us detain you and prepare a kid for you. Some more warranty stuff here, really. Yeah. Um but the angel of the Lord says, if you detain me, I shall not eat your food. And if you present an offering, a burnt offering to me, do it unto the Lord. And he's like, what's your name, dude? And the angel gets really mad about it. And is just like, you must not ask for my name. It's unknowable. Uh, he gets really defensive about getting asked his name. So, okay. Uh, basically, you know, that ends that. And then uh, Noah, I mean, uh, Samson is, uh, is born. What a I strange think... detail to put in. That is yeah. a strange detail. My name well, is unknowable. The man, uh, Manoa still didn't know that this was an angel. I, this is actually pretty funny. Um, okay. Because he figures it out in one of the more obvious ways to figure it out. It says, <laughs> uh, Manoa said to his wife, we shall surely, oh, the angel, ooh, guess I had my notes in my verses set up wrong. It says, as the, f so they, they, he does the burnt offering to the Lord. And it says, as the flames leaped up from the altar toward the sky, the angel of the Lord ascended into the flames of the altar while Manoah and his wife looked on and they flung themselves on their faces to the ground. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die for we have seen a divine being. And his wife is like, look, dumbass, had the Lord meant to take our lives, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a meal offering from us. Now let us see all these signs and I won't drink or smoke or have any fun for the next nine months while you can party it up with your friends, just like a good husband. Yeah. And so then she has her son, Samson. Now, Samson is a really cool guy because <laughs> his life immediately starts out with um, trying to steal a child bride. <clears throat> nice. Oh, so. And how old is he? he? Well, you know, we don't actually know that, uh, okay. but uh, I, I'm thinking 
So it starts, chapter 14 is where we get Samson. Uh, Samson goes down to Timna, which is, you know, I'm assuming in Philistine, <laughs> the mm-hmm. Philistines uh, occupy that area as well. And he sees, uh, I didn't really notice it before, but he goes, this is, you know, the parts that are kind of skipped over. It says he saw a girl among the Philistine women. So it does make the point that there are women there and then there's a girl and that's the one that Samson likes. And okay. Uh, Samson goes home and tells his parents that he wants them to fetch her as his wife. And his parents are like, is there literally anybody else that, you know, you could marry? <laughs> is you know, there that literally from the anybody group of- your age that you like? <laughs> no, the problem was that she was a Philistine and, you know, they're subjugated. So he's just oh, like, no, yeah. I want that one. Because they're raised, then, as um, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's cool is uh, this story. So his he, he, he and his parents go uh, and basically decide that you know yeah she will be your wife uh and it says that i'll I'll do a little bit of bible reading here what a romantic story he goes uh samson says get me that one for she is the one that pleases me and his father and mother did not realize that this is the lord's doing he was seeking a pretext against the philistines for the philistines were ruling over israel so samson and his father and mother went down to timnah and when he came to the vineyards of timnah a full We'll get to that in a second, because uh, that this is when the shit gets weird. Well, it's already weird, but yeah, I, I like say, there's Samson's weird. like he he kind of goes full youth pastor on this one, right? Sure. Uh, because he does it's they he ends up going back to marry this person after he goes back with his you know it's like kind of you know what it's like it's like it's like when you when you pick out your puppy, right? Yeah. A dog has puppies, and you go. They're three weeks old. Let's go pick one out. And you go, ooh, I like that one. That one pleases me. And yeah. then you go back 16 weeks later or whatever it is to go get it when it's old enough to come back. So he kind of goes full youth pastor. He says, I like that one. He leaves for a year. And it's kind of like waiting for the hot one to graduate or turn 18 and then yeah. start dating her. <laughs> so that sounds, I mean, it's you know not what, all bad. You know what that sounds like also? To make it that that is a very good analogy, but also I would use the analogy of guys who will watch a Disney Channel show or whatever, but like they're like clearly in their twenties, and they'll be like, "Oh, that Selena Gomez is going to grow up to be super hot," and they like (laughs) wait for her to get a certain age, and then they're like, "Oh, now I can be open about how much I like Selena Gomez," right? This that isn't a person hits awfully close to home. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't like that. But I, I do remember at one point I was <laughs> when I lived in Tennessee, I had a friend. We were watching iCarly and and he said this about Jeanette McCurdy. He said he said, Man, when she grows up, she's gonna be so hot. <laughs> and I was like, she's twelve. So yeah, you can't. <laughs> but some people just know. Oh. And that's the thing, yeah. Samson just knew. You <laughs> yeah. know. I, I don't have that magic. When I see a kid, I'm like, oh, that's a kid. You shouldn't think about them sexually. But some people just have that spiritual gift of being able to look at a kid and know that they're going to be hot when they're of legal age. And, and you know, you find somebody with that gift, yeah. make them a deacon. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be always looking for the right spiritual leadership on your team. Yeah. We all have spiritual gifts. And that is the spiritual gift that I was not given. Um, but yeah, mine is cooking a hot dog to the perfect doneness without splitting the casing. 
<laughs> well, that's a great spiritual nobody, gift. Uh, nobody's sending me invitations to be on the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So on Samson's journey, this is... I I can't think of a more... This is one of those scenes, like if you were making a movie, that you would be, you'd be like, oh my God, the director's cut for yeah. this is coming out, for this movie that I love. And then you get to that new scene and you're just like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. And you realize why they cut it out. Uh, and that's what this next part feels like. So uh, this is when Samson and his father and mother are on their way down to Timna. And it says, when he came to the vineyards of Timna, a full-grown lion came roaring at him, and the spirit of the Lord gripped him, and he tore him asunder with his bare hands as one might tear a kid asunder. But he did not tell his father and mother what he had done. Then he went down, spoke to the woman, and she pleased Samson. Now returning the following year to marry her. The following year. Casey, I know you find a lot of dead animals in your backyard, so you can tell me exactly Found one today. how this one plays out. Uh, he turned aside to look at the remains of the lion. It, in the lion's skeleton, he found a, a swarm of bees and honey. He scooped it into his palms and ate it as he went along. When he rejoined his father and mother, he gave them some of the honey and they ate it. But he did not tell them that he had scooped the honey out of a lion's skeleton. Wow. So I mean, a year is a good amount of time, right? Because there's a period in there where a, a dead creature goes from like lasagna to like <laughs> yeah. roadside beef jerky. Yeah. That's and usually he's definitely that, in the the jerky stage. That that's the part that's the director's director's cut is him walking back six months and he's like, oh there's lasagna in the skull. I should probably wait until there's honey in there. Yeah. <laughs> he was just he's just strutting along thinking about ripping kids asunder. That's you know? okay. So there's a lot of things I wanted to talk about. So it says he ripped the lion as if a man would rip a kid a slender. Kid like when they won't stop telling goat. you knock knock jokes. Kid is baby goat. Okay, because uh, I think idea. kid like like, like I'm like is this, is this guy Mike Warnke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want this to be a thing so bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was like, I wait will. a minute, it's is this thing. Mike Warnke? Like, is he ripping kids? <laughs> fire with it from the mouth like that's that's nuts um uh i i am reading from a jewish study bible yeah uh, which is the correct version right the correct way to do this and i kind of like some of the cool commentary on this though is like they're like yeah these these things are clearly put into the story like what it's trying to do is indicate that this wild ass fucking thing happened Mm mm-hmm and he didn't tell anybody like they make a point to let you know that he didn't tell anybody about it and that you would never in a million billion trillion years guess or think that something like this could happen and this plays later on because he tells when he so on his way back to marry his uh child bride uh is when he pulls the honey out of the carcass or the remaining the remains of the lion and it's like and then he doesn't tell his his mom and dad where it came from so so now he like, goes, your fingers sticky yeah yeah so. what you're saying is and he's like well i saw delilah but anyway uh i so um so hey there delilah yeah uh, hey there delilah what's it like to be a philistine um so um anyway what i was trying to say was um 
Samson was born a couple thousand years too early for the Netflix true crime documentary that would have been done about the man (laughs) that just did stuff like that because he sounds like a serial killer. Oh, dude, this guy is one of the most unhinged people. And I love his like, it's basically a revenge story that just escalates like it's it's psychopathic. And that's why it needs to be someone who isn't a Christian needs to make this a movie. And I think it would be fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so- also another thing that I want to say is that the Bible has to also let us know that when he visited his underage girlfriend, that she gave him a tug before he left. <laughs> I love that. That's great. He's like, don't cut my hair, but you can touch my wiener if you want. <laughs> but do not accidentally trim a millimeter off of my pubes because yeah. my power also lies in those. Uh, <laughs> That's so hang on a second. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> now we're opening up a can of worms. Hang on just a second. Cause I need, and this is, this is for science, guys. Okay. Okay. So let's say this is uh, my assumption. Spoiler alert. This is Delilah, correct? It is not. It's not. Okay. So no. this underage chick, right? We've all, we, we all remember our first time and especially our first time with someone who is also their first time. What's great about it is that the both of you suck at it, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. realize that you suck at it, but you do. Right. And Here's the thing with guys, we've been we've been touching our schlag and flogging for years. We've been practicing this whole time, right? And yeah, getting ready for the big day. It getting ready for the big day. So like so like the girl hasn't learned like don't use your teeth. Like she hasn't learned like anything. You know what I mean? Especially like like godly women. Like you like really have to sit them down. Like okay, like don't use your teeth and like you know all this stuff. So what I'm saying is, is there a possibility that she was tugging him like super hard? And there's a possibility that he had to be like, like don't tug too hard because if one of my pubes falls off, I'm gonna lose all of my muscles. <laughs> like. <laughs> Was a real he, possibility. Could he have possibly been one crazy hand job away from losing his strength? I'm open to that interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it speaks to me in my spiritual journey. <laughs> and yeah, I do too. like the idea of like his strength being contained in his hair. So like yeah. somebody follows behind him like picking pubes off the urinal mints <laughs> and like selling them as steroids to other boys at the time. <laughs> like the <laughs> the like raging rhino boner pills at the gas station and it's just samson's pubes and then there's there's like there's one philistine that's that may that has to tell the rest of the philistines like guys um i've i have only been eating liver but i i have to admit i was eating samson's pubes that's there's like that's a good liver king reference for you guys oh my god (laughs) I've that's been eating amazing. Samson's pubes, and that's why I'm so small right now. <laughs> he wasn't—he wasn't even going to originally say anything about it, but he kept talking. And as he would talk and smile, they're like, "What is stuck between your teeth, my guy?" <laughs> Why does your just, smile have a mustache? Out of all of his teeth, they're just like tickling the people he's too close to when he talks he whispers into someone's ear it's got a little whistle to it oh my <laughs> he talks when he says s's. <laughs> these, these, are, these are 
because yeah, that's the thing is I don't think the Bible ever actually said that it was Samson's head hair. It just said his hair in general. So like, yeah. so that's the thing, man. We we get hair all over the place as guys. So it's like you mess up one pube, then all your strength is gone. Yeah. You, you got a biblical literalist. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're a biblical literalist, then that means yeah, you have to like keep those pubes. You have to braid those pubes, dude. <laughs> we actually do find out he had his hair in locks in seven sections so it seems like he had some nasty ass dreads going on he had to because that that was the other question that i was going to have is like that i was going to ask you is like if he never cuts his hair i mean it's got to be like yards and yards and yards of hair right well and they always picture him as like having long fabio uh but it's got to be drip, longer you know than and it's got to be like, longer than that yeah, like and waist, at least waist length. Yeah. If I let my hair grow, like my hair is not going to go down. My hair is just going to go out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just going to be like this big fuzzy mess and it's just going to get bigger and bigger throughout my whole life. Yeah. To the point where like it's it's starting to affect like my my spinal integrity, you know. Yeah. Which is why you got it chemically straightened in college. Yeah. <laughs> exactly you know did you get it chemically straightened <laughs> well get it is a funny word i i got i did it i right. uh i got dark and lovely at cvs and then let april burn my scalp <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> he was committed to the game and he needed that emo swoop so dude your your first mistake was getting it at cvs <laughs> that was your first mistake <laughs> like why would it. you get that at one oh. point, I did. I remember I went to uh, my first year at Liberty. I went to the mall to like the, you know, a mall salon, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want, I want to get my hair like waxed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, you could tell like I was the first like white dude to come in and ask for that. <laughs> yeah. And the lady doing it, she did not know what she was doing, and yeah. she left it on way too long. And dude, like I couldn't take a shower for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I had I was like the original I'm like patient zero for monkey pox on my scalp, you know. Wow. That's awful, man. What a bummer. Burn my skin off. Oh my god. <laughs> dude, that's but that's insane. So like so this dude must have had so dude definitely had dreads for sure, but yeah. like Oh, for sure. But his dreads were like yards and yards like they were on the and they floor. were probably gnarly he only had seven of them so they were probably pretty gnarly looking they, yeah i guarantee bugs lived in them and shit oh yeah absolutely and shit like literal shit yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> bugs and shit. yeah They're really long it's yeah. hard to keep them out of their household in his sleep they would just get stuck between his butt cheeks yeah uh, yeah, most like people basically have... a, a Borat monokini made of hair. Most people, <laughs> most people have dingleberries, but have you ever had Samson berries? <laughs> that's, that's shit in between <laughs> your dreads. Little Sam apples. <laughs> oh my god! All right, now let's get to how this guy just completely falls off and loses his cool multiple times. So now it's his wet. He comes back. He goes to his wedding. And he he's a stranger in the land. He's got his wedding feast going on. And in in the heart of drunken banter, he decides to make a wager. And he says, let me propound a riddle to you. If I can, if you can give me the right answer d- during the seven days of feast, we'll come into a little bit of a timeline error here. So I'm not okay. sure 
how the story got redacted to make this work. But so I, he said, I shall give you 30 linen tunics and 30 sets of clothing. But if you are not able to tell me, you must give me 30 linen tunics and 30 sets of clothing. And they said to him, ask your riddle. And his riddle is out of the eater comes something to eat out of the strong came something sweet. And it was not his semen. Yeah. Uh, in case you guys need a little bit of a hint before we get to what it was. Uh, so it's more tangy. Yeah. Yeah. Now on the seventh day, this is on the seventh day, the Philistines said to his, uh, Samson's new wife, they said, coax your husband to provide us with the answer to the riddle or else we shall put you in your father's house to the fire and burn you all to death. Did you invite this asshole here to impoverish us? And Samson's <laughs> wife was like terrified of being burned to death. Of course. So she harasses him with tears and asks like, oh, you hate me. If you really loved me, you'd give me the riddle. I, you'd tell me the answer to this riddle. So he eventually tells her, she tells the people. And on the seventh day before the sunset, the townsman said to him, what is sweeter than honey? And what is stronger than a lion? And Samson goes, I don't really know what connection he's making here, but had you not plowed with my heifer, you would not have guessed my riddle. Jeez. Not a great way to talk about your new wife. Yikes, a boonga. No, but he's actually not talking. He is actually not talking about his wife. Let's get ready for some uh, mental backflips here. Go ahead. Samson responded with a riddle. He compares the woman. Oh, he does. Holy shit. I was wrong. He compares the woman to a heifer. He uh, that's that's definitely what he's going to do because the, because what he's saying in in that scripture is you definitely found out this answer and who told them it was his wife. Like it wouldn't be his actual cow. So that's well, why I was like, dude is just like calling his wife a freaking heifer. It's <laughs> awful. Well. It gets better from here, though, because oh, does it? <laughs> this is when the this is when the spirit of the Lord grips him. Okay, and thank God. I like the continual usage of the word that he is gripped by the spirit of the Lord. Uh, so now he owes these guys thirty uh, thirty outfits or whatever the fuck. So he um, he went down. <laughs> I just love imagining Samson going through his closet like, oh, my God, I have to find 30 outfits for these guys. Never going to find these outfits. I can't part with this one. I can't part with this one. It's like you look around and you're like, everyone has one shirt in the entire country. Where am I supposed to get 30 shirts? You're on the right track, Casey, because he goes down to the. The, I don't know, a town near them, I suppose. And he uh, just slaughters to 30 the men. At the town near them. Just kills 30 <laughs> men and takes their clothes. He strips them naked and brings them back and is like, here, here's your fucking clothes. <laughs> it's a film, like, just dripping with gore. Yeah. Jeez. Now. My shirt's bleeding. Shut up. <laughs> now. You wanted shirts? Here's your shirts, dude. <laughs> These smell. <laughs> These smell like a corpse. So that's the first thing that sets him off. This shirt looks like my son. Uh, <laughs> literally just skin like their skin is still inside the shirt. It's he just so straight bad. up like Buffalo Bobbed him. Jesus, this is so bad. Oh my god. The Bible is so gory, man. It's- so gory now so after this uh, this is on the seventh day of his wedding feast samson has the theory the working theory is that he's yet to consummate his marriage and he's so fucking mad that he just still 
leaves. Yeah, seven days. You because I don't know. Maybe the the official wedding is uh after the day seven. And that's what you can consummate. But he's got the blue ball crankies. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. That's like it. If he got tugged off beforehand, maybe he wouldn't have killed thirty people and thrown <laughs> shirts at other people. Yeah, <laughs> that's called made self care. All those kids. So sometime later in the season, during the wheat harvest, Samson comes to visit his wife and brings a kid as a gift. Yes. Um, and he Ooh. says, let me go to the chamber of my wife, but her father wouldn't let him go. And he was, her dad was like, oh, God, the Bible, man. <laughs> um, I lost my notes here. One second. I got to get reorganized. Uh, all right. Yeah. So Samson's father-in-law. He... I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, his, fa- his uh, father-in-law is like, yeah, I-, I wasn't sure that you'd be coming back, and I thought you might have taken a dislike to her. So I actually just gave her to one of your uh, groomsmen. Uh, so, what? Yeah. Yep. He wanted to turn her room into a uh, billiard parlor. Wow. He's like, you got to be out of the house one way or another, husband or not, by the end of the day. But so the, I bought a, I put a down payment on a pool table and <laughs> it's being delivered this afternoon. That's very funny. Now, the father-in-law, look, he's not a total asshole because he's like, yeah, I thought you might have taken a dislike to her. So I gave her to your wedding companion. But her younger sister is more beautiful than she is. Oh, and, my uh, God. You, know, you can have her really, instead. He doesn't have favorites, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that really pissed Samson off. Of course. So I'm not waiting for her to turn 18. I want, I want someone now. (laughs) My balls can't get any bluer. He didn't seem to really care about his, I don't know. His whole, his really like he had his, he, he had his wedding feast for seven days, killed 30 people, left, came back sometime later. He was like, Hey, I'd like to have sex with my wife now. And his, her dad's like, yeah, we thought you were done <laughs> with this. Uh, so you can have her younger sister. Now, Samson's super pissed off. So the first idea that comes to his mind is to tie uh, a bunch of torches to 300 foxes' tails and then set them loose on grain fields and vineyards. Wow. I, is he Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son? Yeah. He's got those vibes. <laughs> I'm so actually they, more surprised at how he's going to find 300 foxes. I know, right? He's a good trapper keeper. Yeah. That's what they call him. (laughs) That Uh, is what they call him, yes. So the Philistines are like, Jesus, what the fuck? Who did this? And then someone... uh, uh, So, yeah. And then they find out uh, that Samson did it and why. And, you know, they they definitely direct their negative energy towards the right people. Um, So what they do is they, uh, after having their fields burned... And their vineyards burned. They decided to set Samson's wife and father-in-law on fire. Now they're dead. Wow. Oh, oh, and they did. And now they're dead. Yeah. So that's like, we'll just burn. Look, our fields, your wife and father-in-law, just set them all on fire. So this seems to make Samson a little bit less mad than finding out that his wife was fucking another guy. So <laughs> Samson just like beats the shit out of a few of them and then goes and hides somewhere in Judah. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like, I mean, I'm not Samson, but like, you know, you come you come back and you're like, I'd like to have sex with my wife, please. And then they're like, oh, we just gave her to your groomsmen. Yeah, you have every reason to be mad, you know, do your thing. 
And then they're like, and then and then the Philistines are like, hey, guess what? We heard about that. We killed the dad. We know you don't like him, but also just to make sure that we got everything, we also killed your wife. <laughs> like, yep. and then I'd be like, well, I mean, could I at least have sex with her before you kill her? Like, you know, I don't know. And, and Samson's response to uh, people guessing his riddle was to murder thirty people, but his response to his wife being set on fire was to just like punch a bro in the face. Yeah. And then hide. That's so it just, weird. It just goes to show you where he's making emotional investments, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Philistines go to look for him in Judah and the people of Judah are like, Jesus, dude, why? Like, you know, we're occupied by these people. You know that they rule us. Like, why are you fucking with them so bad? And so Samson's like, look, just like, just tie me like just pretend like you've captured me uh so they like they bind him up and bring him to the philistines and they're like we found this guy like here you go don't hurt us because they were all like terrified for their safety uh they bound him like a gimp on a friday night and after being i think he was over let's see let me consult my notes real quick well i was just saying he he was the jesse smollett of his time because he was like, let's just yeah. pretend like you're hurting me, and I'll and I'll make everybody feel bad. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, so after he's handed over to the Philistines, the spirit of the Lord once again grips him, and the ropes that uh, that Samson was tied up with uh, fell off like they were tied by the new guy on the set of his first bondage porno. And then <laughs> he sees conveniently uh, donkey's jaw chilling. Yeah, on the ground, and he picks it up, and he slaughters one thousand people with it. Wow, fucking! I want to see that on film. Yeah, all that to a skillet soundtrack. Yeah, uh, <laughs> beat me, Jesus! <laughs> I must confess that I feel like a monster. Yeah, uh, that would instantly ruin what could be a good movie, and I could see that choice being made. <laughs> I definitely think that if it's made by Christians, all, all the fight scenes are going to have skillet songs, and one of the and one of the Philistines is going to be played by John Cooper. <laughs> Instantly, you know, it could go from being like a dope ass three hundred style movie to like yeah. just being the shittiest fucking movie of all time. So, and, yeah, and, that's why like, the movie that the Boys Bible Study podcast would cover. That's why, like, that's why, like, you know. I was going to say Steven Soderbergh, but like not Steven Soderbergh, like, dude, I, you know, I don't normally like this guy, but if Michael Bay made a Samson movie, oh my God, that would be so good. It's tailor made yeah. for him. It's the Transformers of the Bible for sure. <laughs> it is the Transformers <laughs> of the Bible. <laughs> you definitely need to update it and, so, and streamline some things that don't like. So when he's like walking and then the lion shows up and then he sees it, he, like, look, you got, you got to like, you got to go have a little creative license with it. Right. Yeah. And that's why you can't let Christians make it. Cause yeah. How's the line going to turn it. into a car? If Christians make it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it transforms into Bumblebee. That's the beehive connection. Yeah. You just, so. there's honey in the glove compartment. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> cool. That's like really up to resell the <laughs> Just licking his fingers. Tommy boy quotes. 
so after he slayed a thousand Philistines, apparently he was able to rule the Philistine rule in the days of the Philistines for 20 years. So he was like the ruler of the Israelites, but under the occupation of the Philistines for 20 years. And then it's after that, that once <laughs> Simpson has an interesting relationship to women uh i'm so. very i'm also very curious and, and i'm sure the bible does not say but i just i'm trying to think of like what age he is when all of this is, hap- is happening like is he in his 20s and then does the 20 years of reigning for the philistines I, he's gotta right i feel like or is he like you know because then there's stories in the bible where like you know david was probably 16 or less you know I think what's convenient about Sam, I mean, he has the temper of a 16 year old. Exactly. So yeah. That he's like, like if you were the strongest man on the planet and you got angry, I mean, you could, yeah, I, it does make sense that he's like just a undeveloped brain of a teenage boy. That, yeah. That checks out. Uh, I really envision him being played by one of the Paul brothers. Okay. Like Aaron Paul or. Like Logan or uh, whatever oh. the other knuckle dragger. Oh, the 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 actual actors, yeah. Um, Jake Jake and Logan Paul. Yeah, not Aaron I, Paul, not not the bad actor. Um, <laughs> I, I see. I see. Uh, when I think of Samson, the first person that comes to mind is Chet Hanks. Hell yeah! <laughs> I can see. I want Chet Hanks to play yeah. Samson. He just or like Justin Bieber, like in he his had, he had an like accent. when he's peeing in like mop buckets and stuff. Can you imagine if, if like for real, like if Samson was like Chet Hanks and he had like an accent that even the people that he lived around were like, why is he doing that? Yeah, like <laughs> power move, and everybody's out. scared to death to yeah. mention anything about like, it. If we say anything, he's gonna punch our head off and wear it on Halloween. <laughs> like. <laughs> The, the the out-of-towners like so where are you from everybody's like hey sh- 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 no don't yeah, just, yeah just leave it yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like he's like you see this shirt this is my brother <laughs> <laughs> he made he made this shirt out of my brother do you understand <laughs> <laughs> you can't mop up another town so yeah leave <laughs> yeah he there was dude that is so funny you know what I'm thinking of? Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Like, Fuck yeah, like oh, everybody's yeah. just sucking that dude's dick because everybody's afraid that he's going to kill them. Like He's Gaston. That's amazing. Yeah. Now one <laughs> disembowels like Samson. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay. So I, because, look, this is going to make me sound like a total novice, but... I had had a lot of notes prepared for the previous chapters. We're on chapter 16 now. Okay. It's the last chapter. Uh, I might have had my notes done if my children would go to bed like, I don't know, children of better parents. Yeah. But I uh, lost a lot of time in my evenings and over the past couple of days. So I don't have a ton of notes drawn up on chapter 16. This is where we get to Samson and Delilah, the more commonly known story. So, so you I will would say do- that you yourself had a Samson moment with your yeah. kids yeah yeah and i 
We I know they gave their clothes to somebody else. <laughs> you know, if you were a pastor you, and you were preaching on Samson, you would definitely tell that story on the pulpit. <laughs> and you'd be yes. like, isn't that crazy? And then everybody would be like, I mean, that's not that crazy. It's probably crazy to you because it's personal. But like, you know, like to us, it's just like, cool, man. You yeah, know? <laughs> another story. Yeah, we all have uh, we all have kids, bro. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, we problems? all have kids. We all want to rip them apart like they're lions, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of the Lord came upon me, and I just melted them until they quit crying. Yeah. Just rip them apart. Wait a year, and you get some honey. That's that's what they always say. <laughs> I think you're more likely to get mushrooms in the real world, you Probably. know. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> like if you flip over a corpse, there's usually a mushroom there that'll get you high. Yeah. So, so going back to what you were saying uh was that uh what's it called? That now we're getting into Samson and Delilah. Yep. You're absolutely right in that I did not know this entire part about yeah. the Samson story. That's the part that people don't learn. I just, thought, I we all thought it a was like a cartoon Bible movie about Samson and Delilah, where she looked like just a thirsty bitch who was like, yeah, oh, Samson. Eh, yeah. Gross. But I even felt then, like, but even then, in the was kids she, movie that I had. but even then though, like, was she thirsty or was she just scared? Right. And, I, and that fear <laughs> turned her on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she's like, I'm the, so scared of him. I'm like, kind of horny about it. You know, like, <laughs> I think they had a real like Joker and Harley like mad yeah. love type relationship. You know, possibly, yeah, that makes sense. Is Harley her Joker? They had that on the back of their uh, Honda Civic. Yeah, uh, but before he did meet Delilah, so after his first wife was burned at the stake and he killed a thousand people, and presumably did not have sex again until chapter 16 uh samson went to gaza i don't know where that is in relation to judah yeah uh, but he met a whore there those are the direct words of the bible i don't think we use that <laughs> word anymore <laughs> now why whore do you mean some sort of animal or <laughs> a kid we mean a kid oh my um... god Marky, what are you doing with this bible <laughs> <laughs> The new, this is the he's like, NWT, the new Warnke <laughs> translation. Yeah, Warnke, like a preacher for the pulpit, he's like, 2,500 years later, it's still relatable, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so there he met a whore and he slept with her. Yeah. And the Gazaites. Wait a minute, you sleep with whores? Yeah, um, I know. He didn't just, It's let's be clear, he didn't meet her, shake her hand and say, I bid you good day. <laughs> he had sex with her uh, so, so it's so funny how like the bible decides that that's what we need to know as opposed to like had he just gone up to her and had a conversation with her for three minutes that would actually be more interesting yeah. because because i assume if you're talking to a whore that it's gonna be transactional at some point right you would think that but until you get to the new testament and jesus meets whores and it's right like, which and then which talk again to them. which again this is this is a little hipster of me to saying of me to say but kind of cool about jesus that he you know like jesus he didn't is a like cool pull guy. out their spinal columns or yeah. anything jesus is yeah. a cool guy you know i might i might get canceled for this but jesus was kind of cool no, nope. <laughs> I'm still in that camp. There is a growing movement of people who like to. I, I keep seeing it more and more. It's like 
Jesus was actually not even moral. He was kind of an asshole and a piece of shit when you think about it. And you're like, are we now you sound yeah. like the Christians I grew up with yeah. trying to make it sound like everything has to fit into their little box yeah. in order to make their life as convenient as possible. Dude, like, yeah. you're so everybody right. loves I that guy. Like, I feel like um, that cancel culture, like people of that extreme, because uh, of course, like with cancel culture and stuff like that, it's kind of weird to talk about because I know because there's good Weinstein things that, just got convicted again. And you're just like, what the fuck? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's good things that are happening and that there are pieces of shit who need to be stopped. Absolutely. But then also at the end of the day, like we're like, well, actually, if you think about it, Jesus is actually an asshole. Like, no, you're like completely overthinking this. And like, yeah. you're trying to, it's essentially what, um, like that version of cancel culture is what Christians were in the nineties where yeah. it's like, you can't listen to kiss that's knights in Satan's service. Like you just made that up. <laughs> that, like that's that. not, that's not what kiss means. You'd made that up. Like, <laughs> I think what's also super funny about it is that it, it shows like they're the chip on the shoulder and they're clear, like bone to pick with Christianity because right. they're not going to do that with any other religion. Yeah. Right. They're not going to make this, they're not going to make judgments on the ethics or morality of Muhammad. Right. At all. They would never touch that. Right. Uh, and I, so I, I think that's what feels so disingenuous about it is like, you want to, you want to pick on, to, to just pick Jesus as like your hill to die on is like a, he's actually a bad person. It's right. Like, we don't even have that much written <laughs> about him and you don't right. even believe the stories in that way. Anyway, I don't know. It's just very strange. It's a weird movement. And it I, is a weird movement. I, don't I didn't entertain know about that. Yeah. I, that's, that's really stupid <laughs> to be yeah. honest. It's, like, it's a group of people who are like anyone who is sentient before 2014, myself included are pieces of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, all right. So before we get to Delilah, I think it's important that we understand that um, Samson did have sex with uh, this lovely sex worker. Mm -hmm. Okay. To the updated version. Um, and then who didn't have a name, of course. So the gods, the people of Gaza, kind of learned that samson had come there so they gathered and they lay in ambush for him in the town gate the whole night and all night long they kept whispering to each other when daylight comes we'll kill him but samson lay in bed only till midnight he finished early at midnight he got up grasped the doors of the town gate together with the two gate posts and pulled them out along with the bar he placed them on his shoulders and carried them off to the top of the hill that is near Hebron. He just lifted a building up and <laughs> carried it up a hill. And that is all that is said about it. We, after that, after that, he falls in love with a woman named Delilah. Like that's the next verse. After that, he fell in love with a woman in the Wadi Sorek named Delilah. So does the, the woman that he was, I mean, I guess, this prostitute male or female any other role in the story or just you know he no. he met this person and slept with them very yeah. inclusive casey by the way <laughs> very inclusive yeah i'm not ruling it, it yeah. out yeah this, we don't it know seems like they're kind of it's the running story of like all of his problems come through are, are related to the women that he sleeps with yeah he's kind of like a college bro and that he has to record every time he banged and tell yeah. everybody about it <laughs> no <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, interestingly, though, Delilah's, I believe, the first 
name of a woman we get in the entire story. Yeah, that sounds about right. Remarkable. Um, we have the woman who was a child who became his wife. We have the whore, and then we get Delilah. And well, his, his mother. Mom. We have his, his mother mom. has no name. Yeah. His mother has no name. So, yeah. Uh, I, also, I was going to say that <laughs> that that uh that verse where you're talking about like how he's like i don't like where this building is i'm gonna move it over here and he just like minecrafts that building yeah. <laughs> another place. like it's, i i thought you know what i thought of i thought of like that was like the original chuck norris jokes like you remember the chuck norris jokes when we were kids or when we were in yes. high school yeah where it was like <laughs> Like I once heard Samson was so strong that he could go to a Kentucky fried chicken and turn it into a Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Samson could gargle peanut butter. Yeah. (laughs) Samson had sex before his dad. Like (laughs) Samson could divide by zero. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Apparently I just, these are some fun tidbits uh, that, uh, maybe they're just fun to me or people like me. Uh, but according to this Jewish study Bible that I'm holding, the town gate was an extremely heavy fortified structure with numerous rooms against the, uh, I lost my spot preparations for, why am I saying that? The town's Okay. I'm not going to keep reading that point is <laughs> apparently up on that Hill that he carried it to, there is a kind of like a fortress or fort like structure. Okay. Uh, and, the assumption is that this was written here to like that's at somehow the, that structure was associated with Samson and like the myth of Samson bringing that up there is like how it got there. Cause there wasn't really a lot of understanding of how it did get there. So it's like Samson did it and it just kind of, is like a part of their mythos. I thought that was cool. That is cool. He's like <laughs> a lot of some of these stories as well. Remind me of like, when you would watch like a Christmas episode of a TGIF show and like, (laughs) and like Michelle would meet like an old man or whatever. And he's like, Oh, my name's Nick. And then you find out his name's St. Nick. And then she's like, Oh, St. Nick. (gasps) And then you find out. (laughs) 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 Like, like that's literally what it is. Like they're like, How'd that building get there? I don't know, Samson, man. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That's so. That's perfect. Yeah. That happens all the time in like '90s sitcoms too. Yeah, there's like always those special holiday episodes or whatever. I didn't know that this ver- that this story was so TGIF sitcom friendly. Like oh, that's what we need. We we need we need the version of this that's like a violent brutal film yeah and then we need like the version of this that's a boy that is like series. a netflix series yeah, yeah. Of, like just like comedy series yeah starring like they... noah whatever his name is that all the girls like <laughs> the guy with the weird face <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're listening i don't know no, i don't know he listens every week but <laughs> uh not much else to get into here because the samson delilah story is like the most obvious so it's like 
he falls in love with her and then the philistines are like yo you got to tell us what to do because this guy carried our buildings away and killed our armies and <laughs> has been burning our fields and basically fucked with us for the past 20 years and yeah delilah is just like tell me what makes you so strong and he just lies to her three times and for some reason every time she's like he's like oh this uh he says she's like tell me what makes you so strong and how could you be tied up and made helpless weird definitely into some kinky shit yeah i think you know if you phrase it that way it's like i wanna you know this is this is for sex stuff and he's like yeah he thinks he's into it but he's scared to tell his secret so Mm -hmm. he tries he probably tells her and then plays along this is my this is my working i'm okay i'm piecing this together as i go yeah so he he tells her and he thinks like oh if i i'm gonna tell her this lie uh, because i need to keep my secret safe but i'll just pretend to be weak and i can't get up while she's fucking me and he's just into it but then she's like part of their role play she's like the philistines are attacking the philistines are attacking and then he's just like holy shit <laughs> he and just he... throws her through the wall <laughs> from reverse cowgirl like tumbling out the window (laughs) yeah pile drivers are different for samson Uh, his first lie is if i were to be tied with seven fresh tendons that had not been dried i should become weak as an ordinary man and that's when she really does. She bounds him with them. And then the Philistines ambush him. And she actually yells, the Philistines are upon you. And he wakes up and is like, oh, holy shit. And then breaks the tendons. And then the next day she's like, you lied to me. And he's <laughs> it's like, yeah. You snapped what? my fresh tandies. So she does that to him like three times. Uh, and then finally he tells, he, it, it says he gets so sick of her nagging. Um, <laughs> what, a, what the, a hellscape this, I know. Is. <laughs> this I think, guy I, I think the idea is that like after hearing it so long he's like I don't I really don't trust this person but like you know they're just going off that that pastor joke of like and he would rather risk his life and superpower than listen to a nagging woman <laughs> right everybody right and, <laughs> The congregation just laughs and women's are like, it's true. We're horrible. <laughs> yeah. That low rumbling laughter that comes from the church crowd. Just oh like, my God. Hur, 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 hur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The murmurs. Oh my uh, God, so, dude. That's uh, eventually she cuts his hair. Uh, he ends up being, they pluck his eyes out and they just fuck with him and they're like, they make him dance for him. And then yeah. uh, they tie him to those pillars and he prays, he prays to the Lord Almighty. He prays to the same God that we pray to today, right? The, the same power that's in Samson is can be in us today. So he prays to that God, and God says, you know what? Fuck the Philistines. These some loser-ass bitches. And then he gives them super strength, He and they're all in their uh, temple, and he pushes the pillars down. The entire temple collapses, and I think he only kills like 3,000 people. It's kind of some weak-ass yeah. shit when we think about it's it. It's enough to start a new clothing line, though. Yeah. 3,000 men and women <laughs> on the roof. That's <laughs> enough for the initial public offering. Yeah. It's I like, like to think he's like, money. he's like right in the middle. Like one of the Philistines is right in the middle of like a stop hitting yourself routine when he snaps. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just Vegeta hits Super Saiyan 3 and destroys the whole place. <laughs> That's so funny. 
I've pictured him charging up like, uh, oh God, <laughs> it just slipped up. Who's the Dragon Ball Z? It's yeah. too long for it to come to me. So Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, uh, so I want to go all the way back. When you think, when Delilah cut his hair, what do you think she did? Like, did she like give him a fade? Like, did she, <laughs> did she, did he give him a, did she give him a blowout? Like, what do you think? Reverse Mohawk tight. seems to be like the ultimate troll. Yeah. Reverse Mohawk, maybe. She gives like, him the, the half bald, like, uh, you know, <clears throat> so this Samuel is, Jackson. This is the, uh the thing that I was thinking about and like, you know, it's more, I guess it's a little bit more serious than it is funny, but like, so God is basically okay with him lying to people as long as it means that they don't cut his hair. I think that's true. (laughs) What he should have said is I can't tell you. Yeah. Well, God seems to be, um, you know, pretty removed from the all situations it's just like yeah he just grips him from time to time (laughs) yeah well because like i mean this is like i i actually i'm glad that we listened or that that we went through this story because i actually realized you know as as like funny as a lot of these things are samson is also very relatable in a lot of ways um especially because for most of this story, it feels like God isn't there, you know? And in so many stories in the Bible, you're like, Oh, like God's just walking hand in hand with people. And it's like, well, God isn't in the story when he's, you know, banging sex workers and, you know, killing people and making them into t-shirts and stuff, you know? And and he didn't go to hell for it as far as we know. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's kind of like he's, you know, like the main character in some sort of like, ancient times gta and occasionally somebody just puts in the god mode cheat code right yeah he just throws tanks around and whatnot right (laughs) it's funny because it is like it you don't get this clear idea it's like does he always have super strength it seems like just occasionally god's like bam and then he's like killing motherfuckers right it's like spaz strength okay you can't say that you can't if beyonce can't say that yeah, you can't say that. Lizzo can't say that. I can't say that either. Oh, oh that's what it was. It was Beyonce Lizzo, used it? it too, right? No, it's Beyonce yeah, and... yeah. It was well. Let's be honest. Everybody used it, but those are the two most famous people who used it. So, so, so we're not in, allowed to say that anymore. In, did they both change their lyrics, or yeah. was it only Lizzo? Both of them did. Both of them did. Yeah. Damn. Maybe. So this is a this is a fun little experiment. When do you think he got his super strength? Because there's I a mean, moment I thought you already settled that for us when he punched his way out of his mom's pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how funny that was. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to give the story a rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> so it's no, I mean I mean cuz you were like, "Oh, it's sporadic or whatever." And there's cuz for example, there's moments in in our lives when we can have super strength ourselves, like they say, like, you know, a mother can run down a hill and pick up a car to save her baby, you know, right, like things like that. Do you think that it's possible that he got his super strength after he had an orgasm? It makes sense because it says that the Holy Spirit gripped him. And I yeah. think the Holy Spirit has lips that grip. Is yeah. It's trying and, to tell you. and this guy is also very like, <laughs> it seems like a lot of his, you know, and, and you've already said it, Sam, where like a lot of his issues 
are woman related and sexual related you know so it's like well maybe he's like damn like i want to like i want to fight somebody but like i gotta come first you know and so like yeah i gotta bust bust. how am i supposed to bust through all these (laughs) philistines if i can't bust into delilah you know (laughs) i imagine that when he does that also sent her tumbling through a window right of course yeah i do like that this guy's like he's a total lunatic yeah. yeah, he's murdered I mean, people on a whim for like almost nothing. Yeah, and yet like Delilah's painted as like the the evil like temptress of the story because like all of her friends and brothers and everyone she knows is like, can you please help us out with this guy? Yeah. He's gonna go nuts and kill us all. Please yeah. tell us how to fix this. <laughs> you know, you know what I I mean, and this is probably the millionth time people uh, someone has said this but i just realized something that looking back at these stories now as an adult and especially the entire context as opposed to just half of the context you you actually start to realize that it's more like game of thrones where like there are pe- like people are people and sometimes they do good things and sometimes they do bad things like there's yeah. no villain there's no hero everybody sucks and everybody's great. Like that's just the world. It, you know? Yeah. That feels like most of the, that's I actually, that's why I still really like it and find it interesting, especially right. like reading it, like through a, again, like a, even a Jewish perspective versus a Christian perspective, because all the notes throughout this are like, this is meant to be a mythic story that has explanatory power for some of, for X, Y, and Z. Uh, there's basically nothing about this that would be, understood as literal it's it's kind of lining up with other ancient uh, mythic stories uh yeah. there's a lot of parallels between this one and other mythic characters uh and they even mention hercules and it's yeah. like they just i i think what's cool is like from that's not the perspective you get growing up evangelical it's just like this is this and this all actually happened and this is exactly how god wanted to and they at the beginning it's like it, the first thing it one of the first thing it says is like uh i don't know if i'll find it but it's like and this is the reason the the that's right so he when he when he decides that he wants the philistine girl his parents are like and they didn't realize at the time that this sets up his ability like the whole story for him to be able to deliver them a rule during the time of their occupation by the philistines where it's like it's clearly written after the fact and the story is like supposed to just be like pretext for like so the reason this happened was all because God wanted him to find this person and then be angry and then, and then find himself at this wedding and then be mad that they guessed the riddle. And that was the catalyst for him ruling Israel for 20 years. And it's just like, that's all wild. Uh, It's clearly not what happened, but it's just like the story for how we got here. It has like that. It's just a very, um, it's it's obviously written as a story uh in in a very intentional way to parallel other types of myths that you would find at the time what's what's interesting is i'm looking at it like because there's moments and and i'll go back on something i said where in the story i was saying it it kind of feels like god wasn't there at all and it was like it was just samson's flesh taking over or whatever as as you know to get christianese on you like samson's flesh took over and um i would actually argue that you could say that what's interesting is that god 
was there the whole time. But what's different about this and what we've learned growing up is that God wasn't God wasn't like, oh, you're having you're you're meeting a whore. Cool. Like, you know, like it was just like, oh, you're doing that. OK, well, I'll just do this to fix this and keep going. All right. And I'll just do this to fix this and keep going. You know, and it's just a bunch of he's just almost like constantly doing a math equation for every decision that we do, you know, yeah. to where at the end of it, you're like, man, God was there the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes like, any sense, but I, I think so. I think like what I hear you say is like, there's not a lot of commentary on like the morality of no, what's going all. on. Yeah. Not and that's at what's all. kind of, it's just, and that, but that's what Christianity did. They tried to moralize every single fucking story. You're absolutely like, right. That's, yep. that's not what's happening here. You can't mm-hmm. moralize this story. And doing so takes away from anything interesting about it. Yeah, like, that's that's the perfect way to put it. Absolutely. You took you took what I meant and made it way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I closed my book. Uh, I don't know if I should have made a like done that ceremoniously, but my Bible has been closed. Uh, <laughs> so so let it be written. So let it be done, as they say in the Charlton Heston Moses movie. OK, uh, I think that's also in the Bible, maybe. Uh, but it's definitely said by yule brenner in uh what is that who played yule brenner in the moses movie with charlton heston right okay everyone knows i'm talking about i've seen i don't know if i've seen that movie it's the ten Ten commandments Commandments, right yeah the ten commandments i don't know if i've seen that movie oh i think his name's yule yeah right I'm i'm sure that my school played it when my teacher was not wanting to do work but there's no possible way that i paid attention because <laughs> that like, movie uh, seems boring okay I, a little bit unrelated but still charlton heston ben-hur was it a christian movie i don't know i can i can tell you I've all the movies it. that we watched at, at school <laughs> okay and I let's decide whether they were christian did you think ben-hur was a christian movie no uh clash of the titans is that a christian movie no okay um, i only saw the sam worthington one i think um, this one I think is one of my favorite Christian movies, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, that one? Yeah, it is. That's but, definitely a Christian movie. One of my favorite Christian movies of all time. Um, Schindler's List. Is that a Christian oh, movie? No. <laughs> it's popular. That's a it's, lot of biblical themes at play. Yeah. Jewish is, movie. Come on. Yeah, it is it is famously a very Christian movie. Uh, you know, when Adolf Hitler wanted to kill all the Christians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna ask Kanye to come in and help me out with this one. I think oh he might have God. some interesting things to say. I think, uh, to be fair though, I think every school watched all those movies, right? I have never seen Schindler's List. It, it was. I have school, seen that one. Was it a school? Requ- it wasn't a school requirement for you. Well, I was homeschooled, so we oh, read okay. the Bible so as a family. It wasn't a school requirement. And for you. his parents were like, "None of that's real." <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> That's Thank why it's in black and white cuz it isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the beginning of the Wizard of Oz, but the, when it gets to color that's when it that's works. That's when things start getting scary real. at your house. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, it's real. We got to make it go back to black and white. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like um yeah, we we would that was a that was a a requirement uh for school. Um, we had, it was like a big deal cause we had to have our parents sign 
like oh, a permission yeah. slip because there was a bunch of nudity in it and stuff. That's the worst part, right? Not the Holocaust. Like I love how that yeah how that goes. It's like which I look, think we're is- gonna watch a movie about the Holocaust and it's brutal and upsetting and horrifying, but they show tits. So yeah. like we need you to sign this so we can show your kid tits. It's, it's so about funny. It's so funny that you say that because I was just about to say the the like I guess irony of it all is that that is literally the last thing you're thinking about when you watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, like, and if you're the not, last we know which kid's going to grow up to be a sexual deviant. Like literally the last thing that you're thinking about that movie is sexualizing <laughs> the characters. That is, I mean, if you watch that movie and sexualize a character in that movie, you are demented. Like yeah. there is something wrong with you. Cause that's not right. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. That guy's going to yeah. be drawing pregnant Sonic someday. <laughs> Just a real sicko. <laughs> pregnant Sonic. He's giving birth to a Pikachu. Some shit. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my. Well, <laughs> I thoroughly appreciate this Bible study. So Yeah, as did thank, I. One of the best you. Bible studies I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> the Thank only you. one where i can make jokes like this yeah i like yeah. it i like the way we uh i like the in and out right it's yeah back in the word out of the word in the word out of the word yeah nice. well and not only that like we're also like we're also like joking and like making jokes like normal human beings as opposed to like you know you're with your church friends so like you're like thinking of a joke but you're like oh, i'm not gonna say i that. can't that's say like, that yeah <laughs> that's wrong like you can't make can't make a freaking pube reference to these people because <laughs> people in church don't have pubes, so it's like they yeah. don't even get it, you know. Yeah, well, that's why they're that's why they're not swole because they yeah. don't have pubes. That's the thing. You have to, if we've learned anything from this podcast, it's that if you want to get swole, you have to eat pubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I start my training regiment tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man that would be so funny to see the liver king just eating pubes now just by the handful just bushels yeah there's there's so many weird people already like there's people that like that like drink their own pee and stuff and like why is that getting so big i have no idea i have no video of a dude who like wore a trash bag while working out and then drank his sweat afterwards and i wanted to fucking barf have That's you seen the video stuff. of the guy injecting pee? Yeah, I've seen that because I watched Into his eyeball. No. <laughs> Into his was arm. That, was that on uh the regular your mom's house or was that on the was that on the um premium one, like the live show they just did? Oh man, I I don't remember where I first saw it. It must have been your mom's house. But yeah. videos it's like, like that uh, are only on your mom's house. <laughs> like, yeah. Because they search like the dark web, like like Somebody said it right. I I think it was oh Nate Bergetzi went on and he was like he goes y'all have a different internet than I do. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. Like, you only find like these my on internet four. does not have this. <laughs> <laughs> this is some MS DOS crap. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah, I can't. I, I would. I have never watched one of their live shows because I, dude, I can't take the uh, the heavy stuff. Oh they yeah, have, yeah, it's it's really really difficult. Um, I've gotten to a point where I just if it's I'm cool with certain things, and then there's certain things that I'm not. Like you, you start to learn that about yourself. Like, um, this is this is a complete your mom's house tangent. But like, for example, like. Christina can't do vomit, you know, if anybody okay, even yeah. starts heaving, if anybody goes like she immediately is like, get stop, can't do it, <laughs> you know, and I'm not that person like I could watch stuff like that all the time. If anything involving poo is on screen, I'm done. Like, That's I'm I'm tough. literally like, I am like, done. I can't do it. And this last live show, there was at least six videos (laughs) where it was like even just thinking about it i'm kind of starting to like oh god like that's i can't unsee it um yeah there's they show some pretty heavy heavy stuff (laughs) i can't do blood i think i'm i'm scared i'm scared to watch like violence is really rough for me like anyone i cannot it's like i remember in like high school like people talking about like the faces of death videos or something like that but Mm -hmm. then Even some like ones that weren't people dying and it was just like really, you know, uh, it might be like I went to someone's house and they had a video playing and it was just like shit from like skateboarders, like failing hard. But it's not like the cute Internet fails where you see them like, you know, do a grind fail and like wreck their nuts. But it's like somebody falls and breaks their leg and their shin pops out of their kneecaps. Yeah, floppy floppy limb is... Yeah, videos oh, like bad. that. Videos like that are like they don't make me sick. They just like immediately make me depressed. Does that make sense? Like it's just like yeah. I watch it and I'm just I'm like, oh great, now my day's ruined. Yeah, because now I'm just gonna think about this guy spinning around in a conveyor belt until his, his entire body gets dismembered. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, like just like Ugh. awful stuff, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean at the end of the day, like a lot of, a lot of what they can show, especially on the real, your mom's house channel is super funny because it's just like the amount of like dumb people like that are just like, like, and they think it's cool to like put things like that on the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Wild. Like you're the kind of person that not only did you film it, you looked at it later and were like, no, this deserves to be seen by other people yeah that's, that's a, my whole alarming. instagram feed now it's <laughs> yeah, just all is. like tiktok cringe and stuff and it's yeah. my favorite I ladies above it. 18 <laughs> <laughs> hello my queen's above 18 oh, um, yeah, that guy like dude the the funniest thing which i i promise i'm going somewhere with this the funniest thing about this guy is that he nar- he noticed he started getting a little traction so he decided that he wanted to start selling shirts right <laughs> and so he Perfect. really and so he literally had a white shirt that i'm pretty sure he just bought a 10 pack from walmart and with sharpie just wrote queen above 18 <laughs> on it oh my said, god y'all can buy these shirts you could just <laughs> owe me and i'm like I can just make that myself. Like, 
what are you doing? Um, but all that to say, I have merch now uh, at childlikewonder.co. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, we got to the pitch, and there's some yeah, good. I just ordered merch. the uh, the viewfinder one. Yeah, I, the one with the I little saw, logo. I saw that you uh, that you did that. Um, so I'm actually wearing one. Uh, I'm wearing the church camp shirt. Um, Beautiful. There's some great church references. I I noticed that there is no T-shirts that just say the word church camp. And I thought that was super <laughs> funny. I thought that was super funny because like you're winning both audiences. You're winning people that like church camp and you're winning people who went to church camp and have an awkward experience, which is <laughs> almost everybody that's been to church camp. Let's be honest. Even and those so, who like, like it. Yeah. And then I have another shirt that says unspoken prayer request. Which I yeah, thought was so super good. fun. <laughs> thought that was super fun. That I've never seen a shirt that says that. And like, why not? You know. Um, later on, I'm probably going to make one that says "Retreat Yourself" uh, because that's going to be our podcast uh, that I'm coming out with next year. Um, and yeah, I have just the regular childlike wonder stuff. I have one that's like a uh, uh, a drawing of me, and it says Mike Valdez, and then it says comedy's favorite cartoon. Um, and then uh, I have another I have another one, which is the one that Casey was talking about. Uh, it's like the old viewfinders and it says childlike wonder and my name and all that stuff. What I really wanted to do with this line was just I wanted to make shirts that people would buy, whether they know who I was or not, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that's probably the best way to do it. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, so you get the, you said the retreat yourself will come out next year. Yeah. Um, and then you got, I have childlike get- wonder, which is also my, my podcast that I do about nostalgia that's coming out next year as well. Awesome. Um, and I definitely want to have you guys, yeah. I'll probably have you both separately on childlike wonder and then probably together on ret- retreat yourself. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, that'd be a lot of fun, but yeah, we'll talk. Cause, cause that's the thing, especially about me. And, and I feel, I'm sure you guys are the same where like, you know, and, and I don't know how often you guys are guesting on other podcasts that aren't about Christianity, but like when you're on a regular podcast or just like a comedy podcast or whatever, you talk about your Christianity a little bit, but like, that's also like such a big part of who you are, but you can't really talk about it too much because not everybody knows about it you know, only a certain subsect of people. But then when you go on the Christian podcast, you're like, oh, like now I can talk about this yeah. other 50% of me that I never get to talk about, you know? So that's kind of what I wanted to do with these podcasts because like, you know, I, I love, I love silly stuff. I love reminding people about not losing their sense of childlike wonder. And like, you know, I love TV shows and movies and all that stuff, but also like, just like you guys, I grew up in the church and, and, you know, I, I have a lot of weird church camp stories and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And I never get to talk about that, you know, so now it's a different, now it's a different platform, you know? Yeah. Can't wait, man. Definitely looking forward to those. Um, yeah. So everyone go, you get a, you get a backlog of childlike wonders. So everyone go uh, so poke around there. He's got some, yeah. some great guests on it. So yeah, just follow me, follow me on Instagram at Mike Valdez. It's uh, V. M I K E V A L D E S. It sounds like a Z spelled with an S. Um, but yeah, man, I'm there. I'm on TikTok. You know, I'm going viral on TikTok now, um, which is pretty cool. Nice. It, it is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, <laughs> like it's. 
I made this joke yesterday, but I feel like uh, the TikTok comment section is the well actually of social media, yeah. you know, because like, <laughs> like literally every joke that I post, they're like, well, actually, if you pay attention to this, this and this, and I'm like, it's a joke. Like, yeah. the point is to not think too much about it because then you will find like that. <laughs> God damn, some Just people be like, God, God you're that. fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Be so I, cool at parties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just talking about how I got one thing about Full House wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and harping well, on that. <laughs> you had mentioned not to jump back too far, but the book was I don't was this before we started recording. I already forget, but we were talking about the Book of Mormon. I think yes. that was before we hit re- record, maybe. Yeah. Um, but how like that's hard. That would be hard to have be anything other than uh, a play when you're or a yeah, because like, you're like, but that's what it is like now. Everything every because everything's on streaming platforms. Everyone thinks everything is for them. Like right. If it, it pops up, they're like, oh, I should watch that. And they hit play and they're like, that was offensive. It's like, it's because it wasn't fucking for you. Right. Like, stay in your lane and everyone will be happy. And that's what's cool about like, like, I'm buying a ticket to this show. I'm buying. That's what's so like crazy about like hecklers and comedy and stuff. Right. Like, you what the fuck did you think you were signing up for? And you're yeah. in the front row, dude. You thought no one was going to talk to you and do some crowd work. Like, right. You don't know why you're here. And it's not for you. So I don't know. I think that's like, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. And, and unfortunately um, for comedians, especially you're, you get to a point, you know, the first 10 years, usually the first 10 years of your career, sometimes more, you know, people, people are just getting to know who you are and then you get your break, which is like, you know, your Netflix special or whatever, or your, or your special that you produced yourself goes really big on moment or, or on YouTube or whatever. And now people know who you are. So people come to, to see you specifically and not just like, Oh, I'm at the improv on a Thursday and they Mm -hmm. have comedy here. And also Mike Valdez happens to be here. You know, like, it's like, no, I'm going to see Mike Valdez. You know what I mean? And that's a completely different person Yeah. than a person that is like, I came here to see comedy and you're not my version of comedy or you mm-hmm. are my version of comedy or whatever, you know? Um, Cause you know, you always try to win people over, of course, but, um, but yeah, that is why you get a lot of hecklers and things like that. And yeah. what's <laughs> weird is like, I've noticed for the bigger comedians and to be fair, not even for bigger comedians. I, I, this happens to me a lot as well. Hecklers aren't like mean, you know what I mean? Like they're mostly just trying, like they think they're helping, you know, in a lot of ways. And so that's why I kind of like, I don't tread lightly. Like I, I, you know, I make my jokes, but I, but I am very like, you know, like I'm not mean about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like, for example, like this lady, this, this happened recently. I mean, and, and to me, this is a heckle, you know, but like, uh, I was just taught, I was just doing a bit and I, and I did it and it got an applause break. And then after, while that applause break was dying, she just screams, I love you. And I was already on the next bit and it made my train of thought, like stop working yeah so i was like i love you too but please shut up and like and then that got like a really big laugh 
you know but it was just because i was being genuine like it was just like hey like i love you too but also like you're kind of fucking with what i'm trying to do you know like because i also have to remember 20 more minutes of material and if i lose lose one little thing then it's over you know like it all unravels and then you know i'm asking you to give me a word (laughs) (laughs) it's a perfect perfect callback to uh to end with here (laughs) oh yeah well Mike, thanks so much, man. Ah, fucking love having you on. I'm Are you kidding? Super excited yeah, for, this uh, is one of my favorite podcasts to guest on. I love well, it. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. This is the best. You guys are, like I said it in the last podcast, and I'll always say it. You guys are my tribe. You're my family. So I'm always down to uh, to being on if the guests always, or if the audience wants me on. Yeah. Well, we'll, thanks, we'll have man. to have you back for another Bible study. Please. Anytime. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.